All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 120, and we got a banger in store for you. We're going to break down the three greatest NBA drafts of all time, 1984, 1996, and 2003, and we're going to tell you which one is the best of them all. This is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Quarantine Clips and No Flu Drew. Yep. Drew is my first uh, visitor this week. He's the only person that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I have been staying by the guidelines of quarantine. Yep. This is day 362. <laughs> is this what it is? It feels so long ago that this all started. But it's been like, I mean, I have been working from home for just a week. One week. That's all it's been since I since I worked from home. Two weeks, really, since all this has started. Do you know when the last NBA game was? It was thirteen it? days ago. Yeah, it was. Thir- yeah, thirteen. March sixth. That's yeah. it. Thirteen days. It so feels yeah, the, like the, forever. Twelfth. Yeah. If it doesn't feel like it was, it was within this month. It feels. It feels months ago. It's starting to get a little harder, but I'm all set up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have twenty four hour clipsness here. I've got a full circuit I can run, a full <laughs> stocks fridge. My legs hurt today because I've done lunges now with yep. my kettlebell. Yep. I never do those. I'm hurting. No, lunges are uh, those are difficult. I'm staying by the guidelines though. Good, good job. I had mentioned that I went off on my neighbors. Did I say that on the Patreon pod? I'm not sure. Well, I had neighbors on Sunday. I hope they don't mind hearing me right now. But they were they were having a, like a beer pong party out back. Oh yeah, and she's hot. Like the girl across the street is hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've like literally never talked to her. And the first, the first instinct or the first like instance of me talking to her is me yelling at her and all her friends. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Did you do that? Yes. I went outside in my robe and slippers. And I'm like, once I, I was fine with it yeah. okay, for a little while, but it was like hour five. And then once I heard the firework go off, like this is 4th of July, oh my that's God. when I lost my shit. So I apologize. I know she probably doesn't listen to this show, but you're hot. You can come over and say <laughs> what's up. Um, Quarantine. First style. thing before we start this pod, this is uh, episode 120, by the way. 120. And we're still going to bring you guys the entertainment. This shit doesn't stop for us. The NBA season might be over, but uh, we're still bringing the heat. Before we start this sh- uh, this show, we want to send some prayers out to Carl Anthony Towns. We know he's going through his thing. His mom uh, got caught the caught the virus, and she's in a a coma right now. And I feel so bad. He's still a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's I feel tragic. horrible for him. He did. An interview with ESPN where you can just tell that he they don't and this is the other thing, Drew, is like they're not letting people into the hospital. Like you can't Right. My mom told me today who works at a very big hospital in Los Angeles that the fathers can't even come in if you're having a, a baby. baby right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So they have to get their information from nurses and for whoever has time to give them information. Right. So our prayers are just going up for you, Kat. For real. For um, real. You know, real life is crazy, dude. And it this is just crazy. goes to show you that it doesn't matter how rich you are or what you do for a living like this this all this can touch you yeah um, yeah that that thing is real too i mean my my buddy's expecting a second child like any day right now and 
that he he's aware that he's going to have to like not be in the hospital if that happens if it goes down he's going to have to drop her off and like wait somewhere else and that's so hard for not only the wives that are giving of course birth, right but the nurses as well because they need a calming force in that that's what my mom does is with babies you know like and my best friend is due in may and he had to call and let me know that like hey uh clips like i i don't think you're gonna be able to come to the, i already knew it but sure that's got to be tough and you know we're they're all everybody's going through it right now yeah and shout out to everybody that's in the hospitals working their asses off yeah all the grocery you. store people all the people keeping our lights on all the electric guys are letting us watch netflix and be able to be online and have wi-fi you know i really hope at the end of the day when this is all over whenever i i hope people have a better respect for the blue collar guys that we don't think even the grocery store workers you know what i'm saying definitely um we need them, and we thank you so much. So that's coming from the bottom of Clips and Drew Hart right yep, now. Absolutely. Uh, we thought it'd be cool to – Drew and I are trying to get creative with the topics, keep you guys entertained and whatnot. And one of the first things that came to our mind was just talk – like one of the biggest debates is like what is the best – NBA draft and a lot of people feel some type of way about certain drafts and so we narrowed it down to three um, and I'm pretty sure everybody in the NBA community will say that these are probably the three quote-unquote best drafts yeah right yeah and we're talking 1984 we're talking 1996 and we're talking 2003 um, and we kind of want to give you just a background on every single one of those. We're going to pull what, – what are the categories, Drew? We're going to – We have a couple different categories. We're going to do obviously determine which is the best draft out of the three. Uh, the best player. We have uh, you know sleeper. We have best value. Um, so, we're, yeah, we'll get into those once we kind of break down each one of these drafts. And so starting, we're going to start with – 1984, 1984. Right? We're the, gonna start chronologically. One of the most famous time. drafts. But I got some history about this draft. Okay. Everybody knows who was taken in '84. The big, the biggest three were, uh, were, were MJ and Akeem and and Barkley, right? Yeah. And of course Sam Bowie. And we're gonna talk about Sam Bowie as well. But I want to give some background to this draft. Prior to the '84 draft, Drew, '83 was basically the season of '83 was basically the first tank season, right? Right. Two of the most coveted players being Akeem, who was so beyond his time, and Sam Bowie. Well, well, we're, uh, <laughs> it was MJ. Sam Bowie was uh, was a big, obviously a big idea. I mean, like that's 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 the level of people were thinking that he was going to be dominant they thought, too. They thought right, um, and they had a right to think that as well. But yeah. I want to get into that a little in a, a little bit. So eighty four was the first year. Eighty three was the first year of tanking, and it was blatantly obvious. The Rockets and the Bulls both notoriously tanked at the end of this season. Right. The Rockets blew 14 of their last 17 games and 9 of their last 10 to finish their season. The Bulls lost 19 of the last 23 and 14 of their last 15. Okay? Because Michael Jordan and Akeem are both, like, just dangling in front right, of them. Right, Stern, it was Stern's first year in 84, too. Yeah. And... Within his 25, 30 years, how long did was I think it was he? 30 years. It was 30 years, exactly. He changed the draft like six times to try to get rid of tanking. And for those that don't know, like how the number one pick was picked was you take the worst record in the West and the worst record in the East and you flip a coin. Right. And so it was the, the Houston Rockets, uh, the Pacers have, or the, the Trailblazers have the Pacers pick. Houston wins the, the coin toss, they get Akeem. Mind you, I didn't say Hakeem. He was still Akeem at the time. Right. Changed his name. Put put the H on H the end on it. Yeah. later later in life. So, first pick. Ob- it was a, it was obvious. It was like twenty seconds. They already knew that they were going to take. Well, he went to the University of Houston. They had a long look at him. They knew that they were going to go with him if they got the number all number one overall pick. And I think pretty much anybody coming into this draft, any team that was able to get the number one pick, was definitely going to take Elijah on the dream. And then Portland, of course. Makes the terrible decision. Was it a terrible decision though? So to Portland, pass up on Michael Jordan. Well, listen though, they were they they needed a big man, right? All right, that's what they said. They were in the market for a center. Now I have some background on this draft too, though. Ewing was considering entering this draft, which would have from made Georgetown it, from Georgetown, which would have made it really interesting because I definitely feel that Ewing would have gone one because Ewing was uh, as coveted as we think Akeem was, Pat coming out the next year too was just as coveted right and you know you you take a sure thing center over a sure thing guard any day especially in the 80s <clears throat> especially in the 80s but this is my thing about portland and taking uh sam yeah right? 
So Sam is coming off. He missed two years at Kentucky. He had a he had a uh, one of the uh, a stress fracture in his left tibia. Missed two seasons. Okay. Right. His his overall average kind in, of a red flag for a it was man. major red flag. <laughs> and the other red flag is the fact that I think it was five, six, or seven years prior, Portland goes through this with Bill Walton. Bill Walton, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, Sam Bowie seven one two thirty five. 13 and 8 he averaged his senior year though. Okay, nothing like Right. Nothing crazy. I think there was a lot based on potential for him because going into Kentucky in 79 he was the number 1 player in America in high school. He right. beat out Ralph Sampson as the number 1 player. Uh so they needed a center. They wanted a center. They had already drafted Clyde Drexler. They had him there. They had him for his rookie year, which wasn't even a great rookie year, but they had Clyde. Now, there were rumors going around, though, that Houston was willing, was trying to trade Sampson uh, to the Trailblazers for Drexler right. and the number two pick. Right. And which would have been crazy because if you think about that, it could have been Elijah Wan, Drexler, and MJ. All on the same team. Which would have been wild, right? right? Right, but that whole uh, the, the idea there that I want to punctuate too is the fact that because Portland had Clyde, they also were like, well, why we don't need another Clyde? We don't need another version of Clyde like Michael kind of was. I mean, especially then, uh, you know, Clyde and Michael were could very easily be kind of tossed about as to who was better at that time before Michael really exploded. Uh, so that was most of the reasoning I think, along with everything else that we were talking about and how the center was kind of the most valuable position. Portland at the time. You could you could argue made a wise decision. They needed they needed a center, right? And that they were kind of focused on that. If it wasn't going to be Akeem, it's going to be Sam Bowie, yeah. and that's exactly what they did. And again, like looking back, yeah, of course you would have rather have Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, of course. We all get that one hundred percent, hundred percent. And you would you would rather have Sam Perkins, uh, who went fourth in this draft, other than Bowie? Yeah, yeah. I you mean, probably would have. And same thing with Charles Barkley, who went fifth in this draft. Yeah, like, you would, those. I mean those. Two guys right there I would definitely have, have taken. But Michael at the time, though, Drew, it, was, it wasn't until the Olympics, until he played under Bobby Knight, where he actually came like to the forefront. Like, yo, Next level. Bobby Knight was, was vouching for this dude. And he actually, Bobby Knight called his boy that works for the, for the uh, Trailblazers and said, yo, you take Michael Jordan. And the dude told Bobby... We need a center. And yeah. Bobby Knight famously said, yes. play him at center then. You know? <laughs> so he did play Michael Jordan then at center. Play him at center. So they didn't take heed to what Bobby Knight was saying. Right. But it wasn't really until that that Olympic team, which was really wild because Carl Malone got cut from that team. John Stockton got cut from that team. Um, Charles Barkley got cut from that team because mm-hmm. he didn't lose the weight. Um, and then there the Joe Klein and like a few uh, right. Steve Alford. Yep. And then my, you know our boy Leon Wood. I we have attachments to this draft too. We do we do? Number ten in this '84 draft was Leon Wood. Leon went Wood. to the 76ers. Unfortunately, it was a bad situation for Leon because there's plenty of people on that team to play. <laughs> um, so what else you got from that draft? Well, so I think another interesting fact about this is that in this draft, this is one of the last drafts. I may be the last draft to go this deep. There was ten rounds. So weird. Ten rounds. Two hundred and twenty-eight players were drafted. So that's something I wanted to bring up. Um, and then, so as far as the categories go, uh, this one I think might be pretty easy. But best overall player in this draft, Michael Jordan for me, I would imagine it's probably the same for you. I right? mean, Bowie was pretty good. <laughs> uh, another piece, uh, there was seven total all-stars out of this draft. So that that's kind of a way to judge the depth of a draft if you want to, is like how many people out of this draft actually did so well that they were nominated to be all-stars, seven different all-stars in this, including, uh, we just mentioned, um, Hakeem, Charles, Mike. But John Stockton is also in this. Kevin Willis is mm-hmm. in this. Otis Thorpe is in this. Uh, Robertson is in this. Um, so Alvin. Alvin Robertson's. Kick your ass, Alvin. So, overall, obviously, fantastic draft. Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up was, as far as like a sleeper pick goes, is Oscar, Sh- Oscar Schmidt was taken in this draft. He should have played. Oscar Schmidt was drafted as the 131st player. Crazy. The best player overseas, too, right? Arguably the best player on the planet Mm -hmm. at that time, right? Well, maybe it was a little bit past his prime here in the the 84 season. Scouting was different back then. And it was a lot different. So those that don't know Oscar Schmidt, there was, I'm pretty sure, a 30 for 30 done about him. He was Um, was on the one with with Vlade and with uh um, Drazen and those guys because 
Oscar was the man. Like, he was the best player. He was the best player. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was Brazilian, but uh, he also had, like, the last name Schmidt, which is weird. Uh, But he was a big guy and had great touch. Kind of almost like a classic Euro that you would think of. Um, Like, a lot of finesse. What number did he go? 131st (laughs) to the New Jersey Nets at this time. Um, And so that's obviously, like, as far as, like, just random kind of cool sleeper sleeper moments. Uh, Best value in this draft for me is John Stockton at 16. And by best value, I almost mean, like, how do you end up getting someone that good that late, right? I Obviously, the value for Michael at three is very strong as best value, third overall pick. I get what you're saying. That makes total sense. So, for me, Stockton at 16 is my my best value pick because he played the whole – uh, his whole um, career with the Utah Jazz, obviously the all-time assist leader, and you wouldn't expect the scrawny white kid out of Gonzaga to to actually make that happen. Nobody expected so, that to happen. That's my best value pick, uh, Utah Jazz. I'm, Johnny Stockton, sixteen. Do you I, have? I mean, I'm with you on that. Yeah. But it, it again, I really feel like this draft is so top-heavy. Oh, super top-heavy. Just top-heavy. Like, okay, there's there's those there's four really there's four Hall of Famers in that draft in the top twenty, and then the rest are eh. Like I had Kevin Willis written down eleventh pick. He played twenty one seasons, averaged yeah. twelve and eight. Like cool, Good. but he was playing forever. Yeah. Like I remember him. He played in two thousand and five. Yeah, like, that was his 21 last year. Twenty one seasons. Yeah, I remember Kevin Willis just always being kind of like a really odd jacked dude. He was so yoked, six ten. Couldn't palm a basketball. Dude. No, dude, and he, he couldn't. I don't so even big. know. I don't know how many times he actually made shots like you know he was a lot of like dunk layup yeah exactly so anyway shout out to kevin willis i didn't i didn't realize he was an all-star one time yeah one time one time so good for him though and uh yeah sleepy sam but it is it's a super top heavy draft especially given the fact there's 10 fucking rounds that's so 228 players uh, drafted only 58 of them actually played in an nba where do they go that was so so such an interesting idea, but I don't really get what they were doing. Stern with that. fixed that right away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, and I think people are real nostalgic about that draft too, just because you have Akeem and Chuck and, and Mike and and John. But in my in my opinion, a lot of people will say that is the best draft. But then we're going to get into the second quote unquote best draft. Yeah, nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six NBA draft. Right away, I'm going to tell you that there's two culture shifting players in this draft. And that's where you know who we're talking about. We're talking about AI and Kobe. Yep. Both of these guys changed the face of basketball, uh, not so immediately for Kobe, but immediately for Allen Iverson. Right. Um, one of those generational players, kind of, you know, like Mike, uh, AI was that generational player. His overall number one pick. It wasn't going to, there was no question that he was going to be the number one pick. But I just feel that they had the most amount of talent, hands down. There is no question in my mind, hands down. And we can even throw Stefan into that culture shift, too. Definitely. I was going to say that, too. I was going to say, and like Ray Allen, like this draft, so we, we can say, I think you just kind of said it. I'm going to say it as well. I think this of the three is the best draft. Hands uh, down. It's the deepest as we go, like from top to bottom. You still have some really solid players that were late second round draft picks yep. that played for a long time mm-hmm. in this draft. Uh, and obviously, the the best of the best is really coming out here. I mean, so to go through it again with everybody, just to kind of break it down. Number one overall draft was Allen Iverson. Number two was Marcus Camby. Number three, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Four, Stephon Marbury. Five was Ray Allen. Six, Antoine Walker. Seven, Lorenzen Wright. My guy. Eight, Kerry Kittles. Nine, Samaki Walker. Ten, Eric Dampier. And then 13, Kobe Bryant, 14, Peja Shadakovich, 15, Steve Nash, 17, 17 Jermaine O'Neal. Um, and then Derek Fisher, 24th, Jeff McGinnis, 37th. Yep, that's, not a, that's not a bad pickup nope. at 37. No. Malik um, Rose, 44. Malik Rose, 44, is obviously one that shouts out because he played for so long and then won several championships with the Spurs. Two. Um, you have 10 total all-stars that were drafted in this, which is way, way more than the 84 draft and actually more than the 03 draft. We'll get into that too. Uh, but 10 different all-stars, and we already named them, all those, all those all-stars that we just named that were drafted. Obviously, the top three, uh, as far as players go, this is, this is going to be kind of interesting. So, like, Allen Iverson, obviously an unbelievable generational player. Kobe Bryant, unbelievable generational player. And then I, Steve Nash is a two-time MVP, and his 15th overall in this draft. So who is the best player in this draft for you? I mean, Kobe's the best player, yeah. obviously. 
Kobe's the best player, but you know what Kobe will tell you about Allen Iverson that he was the toughest guy to play against. Right. You know, and then you got Ray. There's a couple. There's a couple people in here like Stephon Marbury should be in the Hall of Fame. I think you know he's going to push for it. We've actually done podcasts regarding him yeah. being in the Hall of Fame. If if it's the basketball Hall of Fame like it is and everything that he's done in China and whatnot, he'll be in uh, it. I think I think he should, but including high school too, because yeah, he has crazy high school stuff. He burned a lot of bridges though, but <laughs> I think he's come. I think he's come back full circle. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was I was a little I was thinking about Peja a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, does Peja get the nod? Does D Fish get the nod at all? Five time? Does he make it in? Being the starting point guard on those squads for right. so long, like I, I don't know. I, I, I'm already thinking like we have four off the top of our head, like uh, Hall of Fame, right? Right. AI, uh, Ray, Ray right? Allen, Steve Nash, Steve Kobe Nash, Bryant, Kobe. Okay, and then there's the then there's the throw-ins, right? Not necessarily the throw-ins too. We forgot to call my Zadrunas. Uh, Zadrunas got one, didn't he? Win his one. Zadrunas, uh, I don't actually don't know. I don't think he was on. I don't know. I don't think he actually won he was a an championship, but he was an all star. Mm-hmm. So that's another guy that we didn't mention uh, that actually had a great career. Uh, that was one of those ten all stars. So I, I, I want to look at the body of work too, though. When we talk about and my boy is Jermaine, I love Jermaine O'Neal. So yeah, this. So let's go through the categories though. Okay. So best overall player, you have you have Kobe, Kobe Bryant is. for both of us. Mm-hmm. Best value, Allen so, Iverson. So you think Allen Iverson at the number one overall draft pick is? Best value? He just changed the game, dude. And you got everything from Allen every single night. I mean, what is your value? Your value is what you leave on the court. Totally. Right? I, You know, the obvious one is, is Kobe at 13, right? right? Like Kobe at 13, obviously that's unbelievable return for a 13th overall draft pick. But it's also like kind of the same thing. If he's the best player, I, I almost don't want him to be the value, the most value because it's almost inherent that way. But AI didn't never had Shaq. Right. Okay? Yeah. So... I'm looking at this dude was a one man show. I mean, he had semi past his prime to Kembe. We're talking Matt Geiger, Eric Snow, Eric Snow yeah. Aaron McKee. Yep. You know what I mean? He, uh, Larry Hughes for a minute, a stack house for a minute, but you know, and we just did a whole show on Antoine Walker not too long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah so be- I think best value for me, it has to go. If I'm not going to do Kobe, I have to do Steve Nash. Cause at 15th overall, he was drafted by Phoenix and still ended up doing all of his unbelievable work in, took him a while too, in though, Phoenix. Drew. No, it took him a long time, mm-hmm. but brought him to the Western Conference Finals, got two MVPs while you're there. And again, another kind of a scrawny white guy from a really random college in Santa Clara. You don't expect somebody like that at the 15th overall draft pick to, to you know have that sort of career. I think Phoenix took a chance and their scouting was, it was, must've been amazing on him. Well, cause then he ended up going to Dallas, right. right? That's the thing. And then he ended up coming back to Phoenix and that's really when things started to click again for him. So not only did they draft him and then let him go, but he came back, <laughs> which right. is, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, I, I want to just shout out Jermaine for a second. Jermaine O'Neal, 17th overall. Yeah, but played 18 years, average 13 and seven, three time, all NBA, six time NBA all-star. Yeah. Like he had a great career and uh, Jermaine was a guy, for me, I used to have his pictures in high school of him in high school, Eau Claire in South Carolina on my wall. I remember it specifically. It was him on a swing set looking like a little baby. And I got to meet him. He did. He lo- I mean, he wasn't baby that much Shaq. older than me. Yeah, he was like baby Shaq. Wasn't Dude that like was averaging nickname? like 13 blocks a game, right? Oh, my God. Just beating shit up, yeah. right? And mind you, he came out with Kobe. Him, Jermaine is younger than Kobe. Right. Jermaine was the youngest player until – uh, uh, I think Andrew Bynum. Andrew might Bynum be, was seventeen might, years and some some odd days. Jermaine was younger drafted. than Kobe. Yeah, and I I got to meet him, uh, Long Beach Summer Pro League. His that first summer where I got to watch Kobe play his first game. I watched Jermaine play his first game. Yeah, nicest dude ever. Gave me the number to his, call me at the hotel. I'll leave you shoes. Do all this shit. Dope. Great dude. Love Jermaine. Love seeing him play 18 years malice at the palace fucked up a lot of things fucked up a lot of things for a lot of people yeah i mean ron artest should probably be in the hall of fame too if you think about it jesus uh right i mean that's a whole another topic that's a Who different knows? yeah it's a that's a complete yeah but if, if dwight but... howard yeah is, is going to be in the hall of fame for people i mean ron artest was all all d all defensive nba how many times five yeah. six well i think he's a part of the 03 draft that we're going to get into here in a second oh right? oh isn't he i don't know i think he is um Anyway, so okay, so your best value is AI. Mine is Steve Nash because I'm not going to choose Kobe again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to choose your sleeper, who would you choose? Well, I really like Jeff McGinnis. Jeff okay? McGinnis, I thought solid. that 37th overall draft pick played a long time. In the if NBA. he didn't bang 
his coach's daughter, you know, and ruin his reputation, he would have been higher in that. He was a great college player. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, great college player, great team. Uh, I like the – I mean, he played for 10 years in the NBA and and did actually pretty well. Nine points, four assists, you know, played 11 years. That's not bad. I love the Malik Rose because everybody loved Malik Rose. Malik did great. I mean, there was times where he actually – caused Shaq a problem for like a split second. And like that's literally all he did for the San Antonio Spurs. He would go in there, foul the sh- shit out of Shaq, and maybe poke a, a ball away at one point during the course of the game. Knew his role. But you know what? He got paid and he did, he did his thing. And we D-Fish has to get – D-Fish has to get some love. Derek Fish is my sleeper. So okay. that's, oh, my, okay. that's mine. Who, do you? So yours is Jeff or, or do you have – I'll stick with Jeff. Jeff I, like, I like. I mean, but fucking, how do you go against D. Fish with five chips? Well, that's it. That's five chips. Eighteen seasons played in the yeah. NBA. Twenty fourth overall. Draft One Matt play. Barnes ass whooping. Yeah. Well, right. That's that's another that's another podcast too. Um, but yeah, Derek Fisher, twenty fourth overall out of Little Rock. Eighteen years, several championships. Like another that's, Jerry West pick. That's, though, dog. That, yeah, that's got to be. He finagled Kobe and D. Fish in this whole thing. Yep. An undersized underscouted point guard that we that the Lakers just took. And that was great. Peja needs his love too, though. Uh, shout out to Walter McCarty. I loved him in college. He was in that draft. I do have the worst player in this draft, and I have a story please, about him. Please, please. Who is it? Nobody is going to know this guy, and I've posted him on our page before. Okay. Okay. Priest fucking Lauderdale. Priest or, Lauderdale. Priest Lauderdale. 28th overall out of Central State University. Dude, this guy was like 7'4", like 300 pounds. Oh, my God. There is – I remember in two-line layups when he played the Clippers, he threw it on a layup. He threw it over the backboard. Oh, no. It was my boy Matt Ray, who's still my boy to this day, a.k.a. Puppy Chow, remembers that. No and way. I remember Priest coming down, and he's like, I've a sin, I've a sin, and went for the layup, and he threw it over the backboard. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. And this guy went in the first round. Went in the first round, two years, and then ghost, right? That he is... lasted two years. I like to look and see how many years these guys ended up playing in the league. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. Like, when you talk about, when we talk about, like, the most disappointing player, if you look at Kerry Kittles, like, Kerry Kittles coming out of Nova yeah. was, like, the dude. Yeah. And he had that swag. He was from New Orleans. Right. Played at Nova. One sock up, one sock down. But, you know, eight years. And he, he did okay in those eight years. Yeah, you know, not yeah. that bad, but. Yeah, I think mine, I you know, I, I keep looking at this, and there's obviously there's people that I don't know the names of that they just took some swings on from Europe. But I, I, you know, if I chose Indiana at, at number Dampier? ten, if I chose D- Eric Dampier at, at ten overall, I did sixteen seasons, dog. Yeah, but he didn't play that that long for them, and he was also kind of a dud. I mean, he was. That's the thing. Like tenth overall, he averaged <clears throat> what is that? He averaged Mississippi State though, too, right? Or Mississippi? You, uh, yeah. University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Yeah. Somewhere in Mississippi State. Okay. So there's that, and then also Samaki Walker at nine. So like eight, Uh, nine, and ten are a little tough. Yeah, Samaki. Kerry Samaki and Darren Pierre, like none of those guys really. And Todd Fuller at 11. I mean, if we want to be real, Todd Fuller, uh, Golden State at 11. All four of those guys are are pretty soft to be drafted that high. That's a Laker, too. Samaki, career 5.3, 4.7. I agree, but coming out – Coming out of Louisville, like he was nice, big body, six nine, six ten. Right, you know, like that's what. Uh, and Sh- I, hey, dude, I want to give some props to two Sharif, people really quick. Sharif. Sharif was nasty at Cal, so bro. Good. He was so good. Unfortunately, he went to expansion Vancouver. You know what I mean? He was their first like star. Yep. Uh, and then we got to talk about Marcus Camby, one of the best college players yeah. like ever to play. Second overall, I would say that's his career. Was okay. He had a, he had a really seventeen years, seventeen long career, and played all right. But if at the number two overall pick, he kind of was underwhelming. Nine with, and nine, though. Nine and no. I that, but that's to... my point. Nine and nine, like nine rebounds. Okay, that's solid. But he also but he went... was number two overall pick. Like you should be averaging fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I'm with you on yeah. that. But he also went to the expansion Raptors, who had a horrible. Yeah, that was like, garbage. Oh my yeah. lord! I mean, talk about supporting cast. For Sharif yeah, and Marcus. Yeah, a lot of this, you know, especially when, when you get when we talk about drafts, a lot of it is situational, right? We talk about it. Like, that's 
part of what plays into whether or not these guys end up having a good career is if they click on that first destination or if they have to overcome some shit. But then but, when, you, when you look back at it, Drew, isn't it funny to be like, like Todd Fuller is going to say, yeah, I was taking 11th. over Kobe Bryant. 11. Vit- Vitaly Potapenko is going to be like, yeah, I was taken right before Kobe. And Steve Nash. <laughs> and, Steve Nash. and it's like, But dude, they don't know that, dog. Todd Fuller averaged three and three. Like that is, <laughs> that's got to be the worst pick in this draft. How many years did he play? Oh, sorry, five seasons. He played five? Five oh seasons, three, three points, three, three rebounds. There's definitely some people, like, hitting themselves 100%. Well, and that, I mean, that guy actually kind of goes to show, like, our, our boy Crompton would know this the best. 1996, this is exactly where Golden State is. They're, they're, 11th, <laughs> they're 11th for like, some reason, right. and they draft Todd Fuller. Todd Fuller, Fuller <laughs> you're our guy. You are our franchise guy. Oh, man. Shout out to you, Crompton. All right, so that leads us to the 2003 draft. Um, I have this as the second best draft out of these three, 84, just being really thin okay. in comparison. So 2003, I think, is a better draft. Um, do you have some background for us? Yeah, I'm going to say that obviously we know this draft. We have three Hall of Famers, three. Un- 17 years ago. Se- that was Okay, Drew, now this you're making me feel old. old. You're making me feel old. And what's great is the fact that Melo and LeBron are both still playing. Right. Um, again, in this draft, you have three culture shifters right and three boys that played aau together that are still best friends obviously banana we're talking boat about, boys yeah banana boat boys lebron mellow d wade and then bosch of course yeah, Chris who bosch. will probably be hall of fame as well um and should be what do you think about that we should do a on the cusp nba hall of fame pod dude there's no such thing as on the cusp everyone's in bro <laughs> Everybody? I guess Bosch is like the one that, that didn't make it in yet, but I think he's going to get in. Okay, I'm with that. Um, anyway, that's, that is, I, I, I th- I, we can talk Hall of Fame. I think definitely we're going to be at one of these, uh, during one of these weeks, we're going to have to at least reach oh, we for that. Will. So we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into that. I have one thing sure. to say about this draft. Yeah. I think this is the, I think this is the greatest role player draft of all time. 2003. Like we have three of the greatest players ever to play. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest, which is a really good draft, are really good role players. Solid role players. Yes. Yeah, I give you that. Um, okay. So I mean this this draft has a lot. Obviously, we'll Fucking go we'll darn. go right off the top. LeBron James drafted number one overall to Cleveland. This is, I think, the easiest pick for worst pick of this draft. Unfortunately, Maybe ever? Uh, yeah, possibly. Well, there's been I mean Darko's uh, worse than Sam Bowie. First of all, I want to go back to something before before I uh, to Darko to go ended up cover. playing ten seasons though, dude. Uh, okay, that's fine, and so did Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie, hold on, let me get my notes, guys, because I had to say this so we don't rip on Sam Bowie so much. Eleven and seven, his whole career, career, ten, career ten years, ten years he played when he played because there were. A couple, I was going to say those ten seasons, but uh, maybe actually only five he, seasons worth of games. He, his first two years, he played like it was eighty-two, and then like seventy-two, and then he broke his leg. Then right? he missed a whole year. Yeah, but I just want to go back. Sam wasn't that bad of a fucking player. No, no, for the eleven career. and seven is yes. solid. And okay. then when you, especially when you compare that to Darko, who's at like six and what four. What is he? What is, is that? What six it is? Six points. Six and four. You're right. Yeah, six points, four rebounds for his entire eight, se- ten seasons in the league. But I think obviously this is. We, I'm going to call this. This is my worst pick of this draft because they uh, Detroit misses out on not only Carmelo or Chris Bosh or Dwayne Wade, um, but there's a lot of other players that, like, Chris Kamen would have been a much better pickup than Darko Milicic. Detroit would have much rather had Kamen. <laughs> Kamen Kamen, Kamen's sl- from Michigan. He was right next door. Facts. like So that would have been a, a, a solid fit. Um, but, yeah, so for frame of reference, one LeBron James, two Darko, three Carmelo Anthony after winning a championship for Syracuse in a one-and-done season to Denver. Four, Chris Bosh to Toronto. Five, Dwayne Wade to Miami. Six is Chris Kamen, which I think did raise a lot of eyebrows initially because nobody had heard of this dude who's out of Central Michigan. Seven, Kirk Heinrich, Captain America. Played for the, the red, white, and blue of Kansas Jayhawks. Led them to went so high, almost dude. a national championship. That was who I believe that's who Carmelo beat in that finals okay. game was Kirk. Um, and then TJ Ford. TJ! Eighth overall. A very impressive season out of Texas. Can Mike, you please read Jeff Crompton uh, the the next eleven pick for Golden State. I know this is this is exactly our <laughs> yes. point though. So it goes. This is where it gets. A, I mean, honestly, T.J. Ford's a little shaky. Mike Sweetney out of Georgetown. I remember him. There was a lot of promise, but he he He's too fat. Yeah, he was not good enough. Uh, Jarvis Hayes out of Georgia didn't didn't really do wow. that well. Michael Petrus, 
Golden State, 11th overall. Great pick. Um, and then we get 12th, Nick Collison, who had like one of the longest careers. Greatest teammate ever. For that franchise of Seattle, then Oklahoma City. Who the hell is Reese Gaines? I don't Orlando know, but at you 15. skipped over my boy Sorry. Luke Ridenour, mm-hmm. 14th out of Oregon, tiny-ass point guard who actually made a decent career, 12 seasons. For How Luke. did he – he was a clipper he was at the, one point. He was, the, he was the consummate backup point guard. He was like literally every team needed a you know, somewhat quick – Somewhat reliable shooter, backup point guard, and he was like, "I got it. I can how do, do you, that." How can you play twelve years in the NBA and average two and four? That's what I'm That's saying. What, he must be a great teammate, he was or the like consummate backup point guard. He, every team needed him, and then he would never play very much. Well, he had a, he had little. a couple years right in the beginning when he was in Seattle that he played for a couple seasons. Can, can um, I ask you a question? Yeah. Can you pronounce uh, Phoenix number seventeenth pick? Zarko Kabarkapa. <laughs> But name the dude right after him. David West. Thank you. 18th. And then, so then we get really, we get into some seriously nice depth here. Like Mm -hmm. Sasha Pavlovich, Dante Jones, Boris Diaw, Travis Outlaw, um, Brian Cook, the Cookie Monster, Kendrick Perkins, 27th, Leandro Barbosa, 28th, Josh Howard, 29, Jason Capono, 31, my boy, Luke Luke Walton, 32. Um, you see dude, Mo, C-47? Yeah, this, and it just keeps going. Steve Blake, 38, long career. Uh, Willie Green, 41. Zaza Lee, Pachulia, 42 out Lee, of the, mean Willie Green. the country of Georgia. Um, yeah, on, dude, give this me 47. Was, well, so 47 is Mo Williams. Thank you. Uh, 49. Sniper, 49, James Jones. 51, Kyle Korver. And what about the GOAT, 45? 45, Matt Boner, Matt no, Boner, dude. Matt Bonner, the 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 Red Mamba, the the original Red Mamba. Thank you. Um, I mean, I guess Scalabrini will have something to say about mm-hmm. that. But you know, even as I'm going through this list, the only reason that I think still the 03 draft is not better than '96 is because the top is so heavy for '96. Whereas I would still say this draft is really really deep. I mean, we just nailed so many players throughout this draft, and that that's why it's better than '84. Long, long careers, exactly. Uh, but it is still second for me overall. Best player, LeBron James, pretty much hand LeBron down. LeBron James down. is hands down yeah. the best number one pick of all time. Don't at me at that. He's the legitimate best number one pick of all time. Yeah. Uh, where there was nine all-stars um, out of this whole draft. So out of all 58 uh, picks, there was nine nine of those guys. Kyle Korver actually was an all-star one year. David West, Mo Williams, both all-stars. Yep. Uh, along with everybody else that we mentioned. Uh, including Josh Howard, I think was an all-star. Josh had a few years there. Yo, dude. he was so good for it, a hot one for Dallas. Wake Forest. He's a he's a career fourteen and five. Okay? Yeah, that is not. But bad. he had some real heat in the middle of those seasons, like so, some really doing well. Braces. He was rocking braces, the braces. Rock, yep, rocking the braces. And he was with Young Dirk. You yep. know, I think he got Nash there for a minute. For I, I you think know? he did. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, and he was the perfect role player. Like I'm saying, this is the perfect role. Listen to the players you mentioned, dog. Capono. Walton, Mo Williams, James Jones, Matt Bonner, Boris Diaw might go down as like the best role player. Absolutely. You like, feel me? Like the, the quintessential role player. Travis Travis Outlaw. Yeah. Barbosa, who at the end of his career was the, like, I think he might have won six man one year. Barbosa, I don't even know. Barbosa played 14 years. Right. I mean, like that's that, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. The 27th, 14 years in the NBA. Like this, this is a very deep draft for sure. That could give 96 a, a, like a, a run. run. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's it, to, to me, it's like 1A and 1B, mm-hmm. but, but because of, the, the immense talent that was in the top half of 96. It's still 96 Agreed. over 03. Um, then we get into um, wait, LeBron, a best player for both of us. Where Who's your sleeper in this? I think – all right, I'm going to say two sleepers. Okay. I'm going with – I love David West at 18. Okay, David West had such a really so good – So West career. is like a good value pick, I think. Not, oh, you'd rather not sleeper. Be... I think sleeper is like more right, of a sleeper, reach. Sleeper for me then? I'm with you. So I'll take I'll take West at value. Okay. D- David West is your is your best value. And Chris Paul loved playing with him. Absolutely. Too. Made him really good. Yeah, he was an all-star. Uh, it's it's going to be a tie here. I'm either with Josh Howard yeah. or Mo Williams at 47. I think Mo Williams is best value uh, – excuse me, a sleeper because he was so deep in the mm-hmm. draft. 47th. Josh was still a number one, a first a first rounder, mm-hmm. um, so I think for that, if if I had to like help you decide, I think Mo would be the. You the think sleeper. Boris Boris at twenty one though? Boris could be value, right? 
There's so much, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to pick. It depends okay. what you want. So for me, my sleeper is Kyle Korver, 51 overall. Yeah. The guy's oh, yeah. still in the fucking NBA. Yeah. He's one of like I think he's like the only other player other than LeBron that's still playing. He is currently that has been drafted in this draft. So <sighs> that's unbelievable. 51st overall draft pick. He's an all-star. He plays forever. Like still knocking down shots out of crazy. So that's that's my sleeper. Um, value. I think. I think you know we get some really interesting value picks here. It's Morris, it's hard bro. it's hard to ignore Miami getting Dwayne Wade at fifth. Ah, dude, nah. That's a lot of value at a fifth overall. Yeah, pick. but okay, but that that whole draft you could minus LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. You take you go minus LeBron. Uh, fucking Darko, I still can't even say I can't even say it properly. It's Who was scouting this guy? And mind you, Darko did have some game. I get it. Like Darko had some game, but he didn't have bona fide like mellow D Wade Bosch game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think from two to five could have gone any which way. Mellow could have definitely gone to Detroit. Right. You know what I mean. Wade could have definitely gone to Denver or Toronto, which at the time I'm pretty sure in '03 actually Vince Carter might have been on the Nets by that time, or he could have been still been. I don't. I don't necessarily know. I don't have the numbers right now. Yeah. The Darko throws off everybody. Right. And I think that's just because, you know, the Dirk effect was in effect at that point. The Euros were kind of coming up. Yeah. You know, Pejas, the Dirks, like all that shit. Yeah. So, and he was big, you know? Yeah. I So I think, I, I, I understand that. Like, but still, my point being, like, not too many five number five overall draft picks turn out to be Hall of Fame players that have the career that Dwayne had with the team that drafted him. So like for that reason, that's why I'm thinking like value is pretty solid there. Uh, but I, I will actually go with Leandro Barbosa for best value. 28th overall pick 14 years in the NBA and was just solid. Won a ring with the golden state. I believe he was on that first golden state national championship or uh, world championship team. Um, but just unbelievable. Like for a while we didn't really understand him. And I think it took him a while to get into the rhythm of the NBA. Uh, but 14 years overall. Next to Robert Pack, bro, Barbosa was the fastest dude I'd so ever fast. seen on the court. I'm not talking quickness. Quickness no, no, was no. like speed, Steph and speed, AI. Speed, yeah. I'm saying speed from – they called him the Brazilian blur for a reason. Like, And he was perfect for that squad. And mind you, listen to all the people that we're talking about. Like Boris Diaw, Leandro Barbosa, Steve Nash, like uh, uh, James Jones. All those guys were on that fucking Phoenix team right. at one point. Right. You know? Yeah. So – I'm with you on that. I think Boris Diaw brought a lot of so value much. everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. And he knew his role. And Boris Diaw was one of the guys. He reminds me a lot of like Patty Mills, who just kill teams. Totally. Sometimes. Just like they're fighting. Like, you could go off for 32 points randomly. There is. I always say this, dude. Like Blake, in, in Blake's heyday, it was like Mark Gasol. Boris Diaw and LaMarcus Aldridge that gave him the the hardest problems. Interesting. And Boris wasn't the strongest, wasn't the fastest, but he was smart and could kill you from every and knew his role. Yeah, and I think he was he was really that the that first kind of point forward. He was amongst those first guys to be able to do that. Because he brought the ball up for Phoenix. He would bring the ball up sometimes. He would run at the top of the key and he was a great passer for San Antonio Mm -hmm. in their system. Um, he was really kind of on the forefront of having that that power forward transition into a more of a skill role instead of having Antonio Davis and Dale Davis on the floor together as a center and a power forward. You can have someone like Boris Diaw on the floor who can still bang and bang down low at six nine six ten, but also has handles and dribbles and and uh, and and can shoot and pass. You got to give props to my boy Mo though, because Mo Mo, was, Mo was an all star with playing forty seventh overall. Pick is, is that's unbelievable in the same draft as LeBron, and he was my st- I, Mo won so many games for the Clippers. I mean, it, it, it he was, was unbelievable score fifty point fifty point score. Mo Williams, he did get one. He's got a fifty piece. So we're both in agreement on this. I want yeah. okay. So we're gonna go ninety six for sure. Number one, number one. Drew and I are agreeing. Best on draft. This. Number two, two thousand and three. Yes, deepest. Best. Yes, deepest draft. Yeah, and then eighty four. Because we get legends, you know what I mean? Like, we get Barkley, we get Jordan, we get Akeem. Yeah. And I think, like, we're so far removed from that. Because I think a lot of people that are, like, watching basketball right now, not everybody's our age. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of people look at the TV and be like, well, who is this fat guy talking basketball? It's Charles Barkley. You know, <laughs> and we, we just did a podcast, two podcasts ago, just explaining how great he was. Right. And I hope we could spend a whole podcast talking about how great Akeem was. Oh, yeah. You know, because he was. And there's a reason why these NBA players are still going to Akeem to learn from him. 
I think we should do an honorable mention drafts, though. Okay. I have a few. So I uh, do we uh, before we jump into that. No. Do you want to have a quick? We we named three players that were the best in each draft: mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. <laughs> That's a that's a debate. They're obviously. Rushmore, dog. That's a debate for for another time. That's it's like Rushmore. who is better and who is not. Do you have like a quick, right off the top? Can you go one, two, three for me? Just quick, just like right off the top, and then we can debate it later in another Mike time. Mike Braun, Kobe, Braun, Braun, Mike, Kobe. You think Braun? Kobe, Mike? Braun, Mike, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Look, I hate having this conversation, yeah. and like when we're when we're trying to come up with. Uh, uh, real cool content to talk about the show. The obvious is to go to who's the goat. Okay. Right. Um, when it comes to the top four skilled players, skilled, not best players. If it comes to the top four best player or skilled players on Rushmore, those three are on it, including probably Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah. If that's the Rushmore, I just don't know what the criteria is. If the criteria is always going to be fucking rings then bill russell is the goat that's just what it is so let me let me let me give you some criteria for right now for frame of reference Mm -hmm. because we're talking about the draft Mm -hmm. i think we should look at this through the eyes of the team that drafted these individuals now all of these guys performed tremendously obviously Mm -hmm. for the team that drafted them Mm -hmm. mike won chicago six rings and had a hall of fame career all of that shit that he did in chicago before retiring twice and then obviously ending up in washington which Mm -hmm. i think if he had to do it over again he He probably wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. again um, LeBron obviously has had his ups and downs with the city of Cleveland, but has did what, what the ultimate goal for him and for the city was, was brought them a championship, but only played for them for part of his career. Kobe obviously played for them for the Lakers for all 20 seasons. Um, so in, if, if we're cutting it out of like drafted, I think Mike goes number one, Mike, Kobe, six, Braun. yeah, six rings mm-hmm. and, you know, several years with the, the bulls, Kobe, five rings for the Lakers, 20 years with the bulls. LeBron only only so many years. What was it? Eight years total that he played. Seven years total that he played for. No, no, he for Cleveland. Back. Seven, seven, seven years in the beginning, and then back for three. He's played ten years. Ten, ten years, years for Cleveland. Cleveland. Ten or eleven. One championship, this is but seventeenth. So many year. finals. Yeah. So three that's with Miami. I was trying to do the math. Is okay, what I was sorry. trying to do. So seven or eight for the first go right. around, and then back again. So eleven. Let's call it eleven mm-hmm. seasons for Braun and Cleveland. Only one ring. So for, I think for that reason we can kind of go Kobe, Michael. And LeBron, and, and and for that reason, it's also important, like the championship. Aspect. And then the fourth would be Akeem. Right. He got two. He got back to back when Jordan wasn't exactly. Playing. So I'm I'm with that. Cool. Is there a worse player in that draft? Is, you, can Priest Lauderdale be the worst? The worst player time? ever drafted. I mean, so Darko. This is, no, it's no, no. Darko at two. If you're taking the value, well, so, right? Yeah. If you're going for value, Darko's obviously the worst pick that anyone could have done, <laughs> given the value behind him. Right. But if you look at the 1984 draft, like I mentioned, there's ten fucking rounds. So mm-hmm. n- number 228 has to be the worst player ever drafted. <laughs> like you have to be the worst guy. Uh, you're 228th in a draft that has ten rounds, and his name is Dan Trant. Out of somebody Facebook Dan out of Clark University. I actually remember because they did a 30 for 30 on this draft. This kid was pretty ice cold coming out of Clark University because they went through and he was definitely Mr. Irrelevant. Not only was he the last player ever drafted, but he was 228th pick to the Boston Celtics. Um, so he went to Clark University. Uh, but I don't know if he ever actually played. He sells life a, insurance. A now, game probably. in yeah, I don't think he played anything more than maybe a couple um, summer league games or something like that. So that guy obviously has to be the worst player, or or the one right in front of him, Martin Clark, one two twenty seven or two twenty eight. It's got to be the worst player drafted. Hey, let's take a really quick break, and then we're gonna get into honorable mentions really quick. Perfect. All right, Clips and Drew Nation. If you love the follow through with Clips and Drew. This podcast that you listen to every single week, you got to check us out on Patreon and listen to our exclusive load management podcast. For as little as $5 a month, you can get an extra exclusive podcast every single week that we bring to you on Saturdays. It's that simple. Go to patreon.com backslash clips and drew. Again, that's patreon.com backslash clips and drew. Get with the program. All right, so honorable mention drafts. I have four. Other drafts that we should have considered, you're talking about? Not necessarily that, that considered. That could have been considered for this? They just, I mean, they they need to be mentioned. Okay. Because some people will say something. Well, there's been a lot of drafts. And so, there, there has been. Yeah, a lot of really good players. So, there has been. And I, there might be people that listen to this show that will be like, oh, the 83, the 87 draft. Was, yeah, what about the 74 draft? Well, like, we're going to talk about yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of them really quick. 1970 draft. Okay. Bob Lanier. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Dave Cowens, your boy. Dave. Hall of Fame. MVP Dave. Uh, Calvin Murphy. Yeah. Pretty sure Hall of Fame. I think so. Tiny Archibald. 
Hall of Fame. Dan Issel, pretty sure he got Hall of Fame? Uh, I think so, too, yeah. Rudy T, Hall of Fame coach. Tom Janovich. Yes. I think maybe. I think both player and coach. I'm not sure. And then definitely Pist- coach. And then Pistol. Pistol Pete Maravich. That's a great draft. Solid. That is a stack. Lanier, Cowens, Calvin Murphy, Tiny, Issel, Rudy T, and Pistol. That's solid. Not bad, right? Yeah. Rudy. 98 draft. This was a good draft, too. 1998, of course, yes. Uh, who was number one pick in that draft? Michael Olavacandy. Fucking Michael Olavacandy. The Clippers done it again. Oh, we missed out on <laughs> Dirk. Yep. The Truth. Vince Carter. Rashard Lewis. Antoine Jameson. Mike Bibby. Cap Mobley. White Chocolate. And then a special shout out to our boy, Jelani McCoy. Jay McCoy. Jay McCoy. 32 or 33 in that draft. Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis, yes. Right before him. Yes. To yeah, the same yeah team. one and two. Yeah. But Dirk Hall of Fame. Vince Hall of Fame. Uh... Probably uh, White Chocolate won't make the Hall of Fame. Right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell what what the actual you know, qualifications are anymore, but I don't think he'll make it. Uh, recently, 2009 draft. Who was first pick in that draft? 2009. Durant was 08. Was he not? Or was Blake 08? I know Durant went second to Greg Oden, but I can't remember what year that was. Was that 07? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Okay, what's the 09 draft? They changed my life. Blake Griffin. Yes. So that 09 draft, though, Blake, Harden, Steph, DeMar, Drew Holiday, Darren Collison, my boy Pat Bev, and then the Clipper killer, Patty Mills. I had to throw him in there because I already Patty shouted Mills, him out. St. Mary's. He's a killer, though. St. Mary's. Love it. That's a hell of a draft. Yeah, 09. Yeah, that's solid. Blake Hall of Fame? Don't know. Maybe. Another, His career numbers are pretty solid. This, we need to take notes of these guys that we need to do our Hall of Fame one. That'd okay. be interesting. Okay. But Harden, definitely. Steph, definitely. DeMar, maybe. Drew Holiday, maybe. Fuck, I don't know. No, that's really solid. Harden being in that draft obviously helps lift that up because he wasn't necessarily... I mean, people knew he was going to be good, but they didn't know he was going to be this good. Harden? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had no idea. Out of Arizona State. It was like, oh, cool. Yeah, he's good. But now all of a sudden he's... (laughs) Well, two game changers. Remember we said culture Culture, shifters? Culture, yeah, right. There's two right there. Steph and Harden are two culture shifters in today's basketball game. Uh, hands down. And then I got the 87 draft in there just because uh, David Robinson. Yep. The Admiral. Reggie was in that one. Pippen. Scotty. Ho Grant. Kevin Johnson. KJ. My, pa- my favorite point guard, Mark Jackson. And then Muggsy was in it. Muggsy Bogues. So solid. I mean, David Hall of Fame. Reggie Hall of Fame. Pippen Hall of Fame. Uh, not No KJ. I don't think Horace Grant. No Mark Jackson. No Muggsy. Yeah. But those are good honorable mentions, right? Solid. I, I thought those are good drafts. I mean, and yeah, I mean, 1970. I'm sure. Again, we know that we're probably missing the the 62 draft that had some of the greatest <laughs> players. Like, okay, fine, whatever. But. Hey, dude, if there's if there was 20 rounds in 84, ah, how many rounds were in 64? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's there was yeah. There's 10 rounds. With the 627th pick. It's like, where, where where's this guy going? Why? Where are we He's working at the coal mine right now. I, I still think it's so funny that 84 had 10. 10 rounds like there's there's not even 30 teams in the nba at that time and they had 10 rounds what were they thinking there wasn't a g league there wasn't that's my point is like i i think and maybe they were considering bringing back the aba or like having that system happen Hey, tryouts must have been lit though but dude like to earn your spot also like imagine being the guy you're like i think i got a pretty good shot getting drafted this year well, how much you average this season? Well, he was like at nine and nine and six. I'm nine and four, dude. Nine I'm just killing six. it. I only played ten games, but you know. I'm hoping to go top two hundred. Yeah, I think I think I can be in the in the first nine rounds. There, but my agent says I'm projected at three twenty four. I'm really <laughs> trying to fight up, fight and get up that last fifty spots. Hey, the NBA has come so far, y'all. Like for real, for real, for real, for real. Um, I hope you guys like that. Like that was actually a good breakdown. Yeah, and some people might really hate it, and I I really don't give a, you know. Yeah, no, but I think this is this is a cool opportunity though for for all those people out there that if we did miss something, if there was some a draft that you think deserves recognition, hit us up, let us know, and we'll see if you're actually right or not because you might be wrong. I got a couple keynotes. Go ahead, keynote Num- speaker. Num- that's this is me. Pay attention. Okay, it's a it's finally official. As of today, Balmer has bought the forum. 400 mil. I had so many Laker, uh, my my Laker friends that have been friends with me for a very long time, send very, very mean messages to me. Really? Oh, yeah. Balmer better not tear it down. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yo, he's not going to tear it down. Okay? They're going to let the local bands play there at the forum. 
they're gonna let they're gonna let the indie bands go play yeah, there. My open mic will be Mondays. It'll be, it'll be Monday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be happening. It's gonna be for the community. Be, they gotta understand like the whole reason. <laughs> first of all, shout out to James Dolan, the biggest dick in the NBA. Four hundred million cash. He bought it for twenty four. Dog. Oh, talk about re- ROI. The the rich are getting richer. Rich getting richer. Okay. Holy shit, dude. Bought for twenty four, sold for four hundred. Now the the reason why there was the the legal dispute with that was there wasn't there was a no competitive clause as far as like building your own arena, the forum or the Madison Square Garden Group, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Balmer had to buy the forum in order to build our new um, our new, new arena. arena, and I can promise you, Laker fans. Uh, that he's going to do a lot for the city of Inglewood. Like this is going to be a really, really good thing. I can't even uh, fathom the arena he's going to build no, it's for the dope. Clippers. It's going to be dope. I, I hope we have a Kawhi and Paul George still there. <laughs> if not, then we well, keep laughing, Drew. Keep laughing. Um, <laughs> they only well, got one year left after this. We're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to be. Where else you want to go, bro? Yeah, they're going to stay. These we'll, are, whatever. We'll, we'll Let's just see. hope we have an NBA season. Well, I think I think the quicker you guys can come up with some plans and start breaking ground on What's that. What's your plan? The well, we don't need a plan. We no, have you don't. A, we uh, have a stadium, we have a fan base, we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh I think my point is like uh, Don't fucking some of the, start some of the start. Sell, some of the selling points on keeping Kawhi and keeping Paul George are is going to be this new arena. And so I think as soon as you guys can get those plans, yeah, you know, even, some 3D renderings in front of Kawhi and Paul George, be like, look, 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 look. Yeah, how good's I mean, how good's Paul George going to be in five years? I don't fucking know. We're going to in five be, years, sure, but like he's he can leave after next year. So. What I, I know, but what I'm saying is this shit's going to take four years to build. I, oh yeah, it's going to take a long time to build. So be, I hear what you're saying. Them being there, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping it may not even matter. No, it might not matter. Yeah, that he might bit. retire. Yeah, but, yeah it's, it might. It's possible. I'm just ha- I'm I'm happy it's done and it's over and we're going to start this new chapter in our lives. That's what I'm really happy. There's gonna it's going to be state of the art. It's going to be like Chase Arena, I think, whatever. All NBA teams have been banned from their training facilities, too. Like mm. uh, the Boston Garden. It's not the Garden anymore. It's uh, the, the TD Ameritrade TD, Center. That They laid off everybody today. Like everybody's feeling this shit. Um, and we all just got to do our part. Stay the hell home. Yeah. Um, Shout out to all the NBA players. We talked about Carl Anthony Towns. Like a lot of NBA players are going through this in one one shape or another. All of All of us are going through this in one shape or another. All those people that know somebody or that are currently affected, prayers obviously are with you. The struggle is real. We're all out here trying to do our best. Uh, but I do want to shout out to uh, all the players and people within those those positions that actually can donate and help. It seems like a lot of NBA players have stepped up and, and helped uh, not only the local community, but the, you know, the workers that were unfortunately laid off when the season was over. Um, and the people that aren't going to be able to have a job right now in relation to that, I think... You know, I heard Zion was even supporting some of the the zoo, the people at the New Orleans Zoo wages. Um, so, um, good every, for him, all those man. all those guys out there that found it, you know, in their heart to donate to the cause. You know, shout out to you and all those that can donate that have even the little bit to donate. Like I'm, I'm intending on if if I can, I'm gonna try and and donate some blood. Uh, because God knows I need all the dollars that I have right now, so I can give some blood. Because uh, you know I can, like, I can, I can regenerate can I get a pint that. A day or what? How much ahead. do you want? Well, no, 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 they don't need to pay me for that. I, that's on the house. That's gratis. <laughs> that's gratis. But as long as you know, I'm trying to figure out. You know, this is not the easiest time to give blood either. Like, hey, it, NBA, so, NBA players are feeling it too, just yeah, like us. Like, exactly. yo, yes, they make a lot of money, but they count on these checks too. They have big families to support, yeah, right? And when you get a lot of expenses, yeah. Too. But when you're, I mean, if you think about it on our scale, it's like okay, if you're used to getting 150 racks every two weeks and now it's down they, if they cut 20 percent, and now it's you're zero down, right it's, now right it's zero yeah. um, except for those endorsement checks mm-hmm. you got to lean on those and you got to lean on your agent you're like hey float me 30 racks right, right now i need to cover the mortgage and these car payments and insurance. like landry shamit's feeling it yeah. you know what i mean Dude, just like we are fucking now a. steph and braun and all these guys they're not harden and russ they might not be feeling it, but they are feeling Taco it. Taco falls on a two-way contract. That guy's not rolling in dough right now. No. Um, so, yeah, all those guys out there, you know, thank you for donating your time and, and, for, and the ones that can donate the money. Thank you very much for doing that. Keep doing that. People people need the help right now. I need so. a, I need to say a PSA though. Oh, I know we're all bored at home. Yeah. Okay. And we're gonna get into some uh, to what to be watching, but the TikToks need to stop, bro. It's never gonna Th- stop. Thibault is the only one that should be doing it because <laughs> his are great. The rest of them need to actually, you know what, Braun too and his family because I love his. It's family. It's never going to stop, dude. That's it all needs we're doing. to stop, no, dude. I'd, I'd rather have people inside doing TikToks than doing shit outside. I'm with. Okay, so, you know, I, I'm going to. Bible's up, creative. I'm though. picking the lesser of the evils. 
I just don't. Is TikTok now where you just lip sync and do a dance? I don't understand. So this is the beauty of the TikTok that I consume. It's all through Instagram. I, I don't have TikTok. I don't. I don't some intend. Really hot girls on TikTok. I, I'm TikTok, sure that there is. There are. I don't intend on having TikTok. You hardly do Instagram. My point is, is I have Instagram <laughs> and I'm still consuming TikToks because it's all, like half of my Instagram is TikTok videos that have been uploaded. But what is it? Is it karaoke? It's all dancing stuff. And what the fuck? It's whatever you want it to be. But now it's like there's all these challenges going around. I think that's what TikTok is doing now. I, the one challenge I like is the girls lifting their skirts in like public places. Like that. I, I don't know this. Oh, challenge. that's all over. That's this the is, thing. I right thought now. TikTok was for the kids. You're telling me it's for the uh, the adults. It's for the adults. That's the only challenge I like. <laughs> That's the only one I'm paying attention to. But Thibel, keep doing yours because he's – look, what what I'm noticing though is these dudes are definitely staying indoors. Like we're seeing yeah. first take and like uh, Marcellus Wiley. They're doing shows from their living room. Smart. As, as they should. Yeah. Jalen and Jacoby today did their show on IG Live. Smart. Which is what they should do. Now are, are we – dude, look at your IG and you'll see there's like 15, 20 people live. going live. At any given and, time. Well, I know. I know. And unless you're super hot, I'm not watching you. <laughs> I'm going to pop in there for a second, throw my wave, and be like, okay. Hey, since we're all at home, um, and obviously, hopefully everybody's working out, getting some physical physical shit done. Hopefully everybody's eating right, but we all know that we're on Netflix, we're on Hulu. Yep. There's a couple things that I want to point out. Cool. Number one, I did... Um, I finished The Outsider on HBO. I haven't started that yet. I'm looking forward you to it. You can't do it because your girl won't like I it. I have to watch it by myself. You will. And that's, I mean, that's hard for you. It's not easy. It's, it, but it's really good. I've been saying that, that that somebody should watch that. I've been telling you to yeah, watch yeah, yeah. that. Uh, number two, I did The Stranger on Netflix, which is, it's like a British one, but it's really good. I passed it up a lot. It was in my queue for a long time. I'm like, eh. Maybe I'll just watch Semi Pro for the, for the 30th time. Gotta you love know? that movie. But The Stranger was really good. Yeah. Also, Ozark drops on the 27th. Ozark's oh, my top 10. Cannot wait. It is. My top 10 for Netflix. That's in two days. Oh, my God. I'm so, that's it's in so, two days. And I'll kill it in one that's day. That's the problem is that we're going we're gonna to sprint through that. Yeah, thing. it's going to be over. Great. It comes out Thursday. <laughs> awesome. I'll tell you all about it Friday. Um, but The Stranger was really good. I enjoyed nice. it. Nice. Um, do you have any right now? Um, well, I mean, we covered a lot of them uh, that I've watching so far uh, previously. But I have, I've started a new one. Um, those that don't know, uh, and those that do will know that I am a, a big soccer guy. I like, I like no soccer. Way. I'm a big Liverpool fan. There's a, there's a show out on Netflix called the English game, which is about how initially the, the soccer, the sport was even created, how it was invented, like back in the 1860s. So I am watching that currently. It's only that old? 1860s. Dude, that's like civil war times. Yeah, so like that old though. No, I mean, sure. I guess not. I mean, in, in, in. In the grand basketball scheme of, was eighteen ninety, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm not talking about like the invention of kicking a ball around because that's like uh, that's really really old, right? That's like. Do you think they kicked rocks? Do you think that's where the term "kick rocks"? I think it's, from? there's a really good chance that somebody was kicking rocks around <laughs> before. They, I mean, they didn't have that. What else were they? Maybe kicking? that's where it comes what from. What else were they doing? Um, but so yeah, the, the actual like the the conceptualization of the the sport that we know as now as soccer was a lot different in those times. It was a lot more similar to rugby actually than it was to like the way that soccer is played now where people are spaced out. It was very much kind of grouped together, like kind of like the way that five-year-olds play soccer in America. They just all follow the ball around and try and kick it into each other. Uh, but it's really, it's really interesting. So if you're interested in that kind of shit um, and you don't mind British accents, um, check out the English game on Netflix. Uh, we're going to do Patreon, obviously, on Saturday. Yep. Exclusive content, exclusive pod. We're going to come up with something really cool. I read something in uh, Shea Serrano's book, which I love right now. I literally love. I'm laughing his out His new book by... or his, his older it's book? His, it's his newest older book. Well, because he, he put out a book this year. Yes. In 2019. It, it, and I've, it's so good. Yeah. And if you love basketball and you love keynotes, he did it kind of like the book of basketball, like Simmons did. Um, I'm laughing out loud a nice. lot, nice. a lot. Uh, and he had this great section where he's like, he breaks down like who you, especially in these times right now, like who you would purge with. What NBA players would you oh, purge funny. with? Funny. And I thought that'd be really funny for us to do. Definitely. I thought it was great. So we're going to come up with some really great content. If you have any ideas for us, we really don't give a shit what it is. Yeah, shoot if us. It, if it's worth us doing, we shoot will Shoot us do an it. email at clipsanddrew at gmail.com. Shoot us a DM, clipsanddrew on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, wherever you want to hit us, let us know what you want to talk about. Or if you if you think that there's something that, that we fucked up on, please let us know as well. And there is absolutely, positively, no freaking excuse 
for you guys not to have the time to A, click subscribe and be a subscriber to our show, or B, take the 10 seconds and leave us a review. We got another great review yesterday. You all have time on your hands. We do this for you. We provide you guys with some really great content. Can you just take the 30 seconds out of your day to drop us a review? We got to get our numbers up. Once our numbers go up, the ad dollars go up. Once the ad dollars come up, that means that we get other opportunities to keep creating for you guys. So we appreciate it. We thank you. Keep screenshotting. Do what you got to do. Hey, the homie came out with the album, the album of the month at least. Okay. My homie, The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Snow Child. This is a banger. The whole album from top to bottom is heat. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, we're ghosts. I used to pray when I was 16. If I didn't make it, then I'd probably make my wrist bleed. Ultimately, turn my nightmares into big dreams. Whole squad loving, even though we only six deep. I was singing notes while my niggas play with six keys. Walking in the snow before I ever made my wrist freeze. I was blowing smoke, had me dizzy like a lesbian. Niggas had no homes, we were living in the dead streets. You couldn't find me like I'm off. Cover girls jumping out the page like they pop Spending all my money on these niggas that I brought up Taking care of families for my brothers when they locked up And I had nothing to believe in Double cup leaning, couldn't even breathe in For that money I was feeling Cali was the mission but now was nigga leaving Every month another accusation 